Hi, I'm Michael Hartman. I'm Naomi Liu. And I'm Mike Rizzo. And this is OpsCast. A podcast for marketing ops pros. And RevOps pros. Created by the MoPros, the number one community for marketing operations professionals. Tune in to each episode as we chat with real professionals to help elevate you in your marketing operations career. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of OpsCast brought to you by the MoPros. Today is a special episode. It is episode number 50. I'm Michael Hartman, joined today by Naomi Liu. Naomi, say hello. Hello. Super excited that this is episode 50. 5-0. 5-0. Oh, big 5-0. Oh. Pretty soon. Well, I'm not even going to say that. Okay. So... <laughs> I was going to make reference to my age, but then that's that's going to depress me. So I'm not going to do that. All right. Um, so excited today. We've actually got two guests, um, and it's something that we've talked about trying to, to pull off for a while, and I was glad that they sort of volunteered to do this. We've got two guests who are going to talk about their marketing ops journeys and their situation there that are coworkers. So joining us today are Tracy Warner and Candace Hopkins. Tracy is currently the Senior Manager of Marketing Operations at Agora Pulse. Hopefully I got that right. Before that, Tracy has held a number of positions supporting executives. She has her own, had her own consulting practice. She's been involved with operations, email marketing, including design, development strategy, and been in project management. She's also been kind of in chief of staff type roles. So she's got a kind of a varied background. Candace also, as we said, works at Agora Pulse with Tracy, who's currently Manager of Marketing Operations. She's relatively new to marketing ops, having worked as an inbound marketing specialist prior to this. In addition, she has also worked as a consultant on social media and marketing work. And Tracy, I think you told me there's also some other connection, but why don't you all tell us a little bit more? And thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. We're really excited to be here. Um, so yeah, I guess the, that background is pretty accurate. Um, and the only thing I would add is that Candace and I, ironically, both have a background in dentistry. <laughs> I don't know. We don't, we don't know each other. We're like a remote team. So we just, we met through work and somehow we've evolved into marketing ops from doing marketing and then doing dentistry and then having our own web design businesses and then kind of falling into. <laughs> so, right. for, for our listeners, I don't they, know how they that don't so we can all see each other. So now I'm really self-conscious about my teeth. So I'll try to, I'll try to, I'll try to carry on. No, we're not in it anymore. So you're good. Okay, good. Sounds good. Well, good. So um, as I said, I think this is something that was good. We were hoping to get at some point was coworkers to join. So what Tracy, why don't we start with you when you, you know, you and I were talking about doing an episode with you and you were the one actually who suggested including Candace. So I was really excited about that. Yeah. I'm just kind of curious for our audience, why you thought it would be something that they would want to hear about. It's a good question. Um, I think the short answer is I don't do this job alone. So I didn't want to come on the podcast alone. Um, Candace and I work really closely day in and day out. And uh, we're like a mighty team of two supporting a large global marketing team. <laughs> so, um, so much of what we do is complicated and we really rely on each other. So I also see in the, the Slack group that you guys have that that comes up all the time. Like, how do we build out a team or what does a team look like? So uh, I thought we could probably share some of our experiences there. That's great. Well, so, so quick questions, so questions follow, up. follow up. So, so is it just is it the just two of you that's in marketing ops or do you have other folks? <laughs> it's just the two of us today. Um, poor, oh, wow. <laughs> poor Candace, when I first started, 
I don't, do you want to tell that story, Candace? <laughs> sure, I can. Um, so I started as an inbound marketing manager, as you could see on, on my LinkedIn profile. But um, shortly after I started, my manager at the time left. And we just so happened to have just started using HubSpot. So not only was I new to HubSpot, but it was new to the company as well. And then she decided to move to a different company. It was better for her career. And so I just had this new tool at this new company and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, so I kind of just found my way. And, and then shortly after, I think a few months after Tracy was hired and it was such a blessing. I was like, thank you so much. Like, I like think I cried the day that she was hired officially because I was like, I'm not alone anymore, but I guess, I guess it started out as me alone, but I was still an inbound marketing manager by my title at that time. But I was just taking on more of a marketing operations role just naturally with that process. Um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. Something that I would, I would recommend to people almost not that to be thrown into that situation, but if you know, you have greatness thrust upon you, you have no choice, but to kind of rise to the occasion. And it taught me so much um, in those few months alone. So Really and we're really thankful too, because we had such a great um, data team that was really helpful. So they were provided backup um, before I came on and, and helped manage this massive new tool that we had that mm-hmm. was abandoned. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. So, so, so Candice, Candace, uh, you know, I know you, you kind of, it sounds like a lot of people, right, sort of fell into marketing ops, but kind of what kind of walk us through a little bit maybe of where you were before you got to Agora Pulse and kind of how that led led into this how maybe there were maybe there were indicators that this would have been a good spot for you yeah i Tracy and i have kind of reflected on this and it's been an interesting journey um just to kind of figure out what my thoughts were leading up to this point and like why i chose the path that i did and um I went to UT Austin first and I got a degree in advertising right after that I did marketing and I just kind of fell into like these companies that I guess didn't have like a lot of structure or kind of exactly what I wanted. Um, So being young and being not really sure exactly what I wanted to do in my career, I ended up just kind of going towards dentistry, which is kind of weird, but it was at the time I was like, Oh, this is like Tracy and I have kind of reflected on this too, but it was such, if you go to dental hygiene school, you become a dental hygienist. If you go to dental school, you become a dentist. And so it was just a structured path. Whereas marketing is so different and you can go many paths after doing advertising or marketing or whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, after dentistry, the pandemic hit, which uh, I'm sure a lot of people can kind of relate to this and looking at their career and being like, is this really what I want to do right now? And dentistry was closed for some time. All dental offices were forced to be closed. And so I had a lot of time. That's when I did my web development journey. I did a a few boot camps and discovered that I love that as well. Just like working and building things. And, and I loved being able to work from home or being able to work from anywhere. And then my previous manager actually went to college with her and she posted on one of our alumni pages saying that they had the opening of the inbound marketing manager. And that's kind of how I would say it found me. And at that time I was doing social media for a small company, which is kind of one of the things that I did part-time in addition to dentistry or dental hygiene. And then I just kind of, I got this job and I 
fell in love with the company and I fell in love with what I was doing. And, and even through the hardships of my manager at the time leaving, I fell in love with like what I was becoming and who I was becoming in my career. So that was kind of my journey and it was had a lot of ups and downs, but um, I'm really happy that it led me here. I'm curious um, of your cohort that you graduated dental school with, if any of them, if you keep in touch with any of them and they're like, what the heck? (laughs) Like, do you guys get together, you know, with like, I mean, now that restrictions are easing, do you guys get together and you're just like, what did you do during COVID? Well, I I did a whole career shift. Um, I'm not as close with many of the dental hygienists that I went to school with, um, but I know that some people reach out to me. Dentistry is such a small community and a few dentists that I had went to school with, they reached out to me on Instagram and they're like, Hey, we're hiring. Like, come on back, you know, like not come on back, but they were like, Oh, we want to, you know, hire you as a dental hygienist. Are you open to part-time work or full-time work? And I had to break the news to them that I went over to marketing and they're just like very accepting of it. And I think when I throw in that I can work from anywhere and I can work from home, they're like, okay, we get it. Like, that makes a lot of sense. So, so yeah, I think yeah, the I biggest think thing was my parents, was my parents and I don't know if other people can relate to this, but like, my parents are like, what are you doing? Are you like, doing? Like, where are you going? Are you going? And, um, I think no matter what, I mean, they were very supportive through everything. Um, but now they're extra supportive and I tell them the benefits and Tracy can also relate, like explaining things to her mother-in-law about what we do. Like it's so hard to explain what marketing <laughs> operations is and like yeah, what it does. And, um, but going back going to your back questions, back like, I think people are very people accepting, are very accepting of, career of career changes, especially nowadays, which is, I'm very now, thankful I'm for. Very thankful um, for. it was um, definitely a shock and a lot of people didn't know that I had advertising background to begin with. So they were like, how did you even do this? Like, um, so yeah, interesting. I think it's a battle you'll always have, um, trying to explain what you do. I've just settled on it for marketing. And I find that most folks tend to get what that means. Um, as opposed to like operations, what is that? Or marketing? Oh, so you must do events or you work in Facebook all day. And I'm like, no. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I've just, it's always been a battle trying to explain to parents, like, you know, what it is that their daughter does on a daily basis. And it's really for them to regurgitate it so they can tell their friends, you know, oh, how's your daughter doing? Things like that. And they just are never able to do it. And so I find that that's something that's always like frustrated them because they can't, they can't internalize it to the way that in the sense that they can verbalize it back to other people either. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that like whenever somebody says, oh, she's a dental hygienist, like explain no further. Like I know exactly what you do versus anything in marketing. It's like, but what do you do? You know? And it's like, I always get that question, but, but like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, like what's a day in the life of, you know, what do you do every day or like every week? Like when you wake up, like what is the first thing you do? Okay. Yeah. First thing I do is check to see what fires are happening that I have to go Right. Yeah. How many Slack notifications do I have a day? Like, We'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that every marketing ops person will will at some point in their career know the feeling of waking up at three in the morning and thinking, oh my gosh, did I schedule that email correctly? And then drag themselves out of bed to like double check. I'm glad you said that. With their laptop next to their bed. So they like bring it into their bed and just like through bleary eyes, like, <laughs> yes. did I set that properly? Is it still sending a test link? Like what's going on? Right. That you have. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Or, or the, the 
realization whenever you see the clock and know that you your email just sent and you get like this heat flash, like that, this hot flash, and you're like, okay, like I gotta go check to make sure I didn't mess something up, and yeah. Too many of them. Yeah, I, 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 we were doing some text messaging over the weekend for, for one of ours, and I was sitting there, like, refreshing. Did it go through? Did it go through? Did it go through? Right? How many, how many failed? How many did fail? Yeah. So definitely feel that. I'm, I'm curious. So I want to – so Tracy, I think uh, I'm curious to see what your, your answer is to Naomi's question about, you know, dental hygienist school or however you were connected to dentistry. Maybe it was different. I didn't, so I didn't get as far as Candace did. I, I was originally going to school. Uh, I went to UC Berkeley for um, like a pre-dental track. And I was really interested in becoming a dentist. And actually, she and I were just talking about this the other day. Like we were both really interested in like dental philanthropy, which is a very <laughs> niche. But I feel like marketing ops people are really caring and, and supportive of people. So it, it makes sense why we were both really into that. But um, I kind of burned out on it. I Honestly, it was a really intense program and, um, it was, uh, wasn't serving me anymore. So I wound up majoring in, um, economics and kind of just fell in love with data and things like that. And, um, I started working for executives at different startups and, uh, just absorbed everything. Um, tried to learn everything I could about what they cared about, about, you know, metrics and operations. And it kind of, I didn't know marketing operations existed at the time. I don't think anybody does, right? Uh, until no, th- you work at a company. Well, it's interesting that economics well, do better than I actually thought, thought, thought about. Like, if I would have go, go back to school, knowing what I know now, I think economics would have been one I would have found way more interesting than the engineering program I did, just because. Yeah, I'm really into the numbers, and yeah, I think the, really there's numbers, like the analysis that goes in some of the things the that they do, especially like beha- I'm really do, like beha- I'm a big I'm fan really, of the economics guys, so the whole behavioral economics yeah. stuff. So it's so fascinating, right? Why do people behave? Oh, yeah, the way one, they do one of my favorite courses. Yeah, no, absolutely. One of my favorite courses was this econometrics course, which was just like a combination of economics and um, statistics. And so it was like statistics all through the lens of like buying behavior, super fascinating. Um, but it, it lends itself really well to the, the ops career. So I, think it was I was going to say, I mean, I, th- I think, I think you have a I leg up on some people. I think this is one of the things we've talked about a lot lately is that, you know, whether or not it's in a job description anymore, it's starting, I'm starting to see it more, but I think there's an expectation that marketing ops people are going to be the ones doing analysis and reporting and trying to find insights and data. At the same time, I don't think a lot of people have come into marketing ops with that skill set. Or a background in it, so I think you, that helps. Do you, I mean, it sounds like you believe that as well. Is that would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I think um, yeah, I see like so many threads on like LinkedIn where they're like, if there's any mention of data, like run away, like it's not for me. <laughs> um, but you know, Candace and I, I think we try to keep our eye on that sort of thing. So we started doing some data camp courses this year, um, and you know, SQL's obviously huge for a lot of. Um, marketing ops roles and uh you know we're just curious about getting more more informed and better better situated we did this like data um visualization course that was like amazing I, I, everyone's obsessed with pie charts and this whole visualization course was like <laughs> don't use pie charts they're really misleading and i'm like but they're so pretty like <laughs> so now it's all just like bar graphs all day which is not mm-hmm. as fun but it's, mm-hmm. it tells a better story so speaking of learning i'm a huge actually big fan of um 
uh, Linda, or I guess LinkedIn Learning now. And a lot of people don't know this, but you can actually access it for free through your library. So if you have a library card, go and register or sign up for online access, and you can actually access LinkedIn Learning by logging in through your most li- like public library portals. Oh, that's a great tip. Oh, yeah. That's that's not just a Canada it's thing, Canada Tammy? Thing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no? No. All right, so... Um, you right, should test so, that out, Michael. Um, I, I Actually, I think I will. Like, I, I've been, I, I, actually, I think I will. Like I've I found been, it. It's been interesting. I've we I started getting we got got, we got into getting, buying so many books with our kids that finally so I was like we've got to stop doing this. We got to find a better way. So we did. Then we switched to used books. Then I started going to the library and I was like, okay, this is a better deal. And then I found out about all these different things they have. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, under and it's underutilized. I think these days. I'm a big fan of the library too. So yeah, I'm a big fan of the library too. So. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, so you two uh, are. Okay, I mean, so as a team, are, you've I mean, as only a team, you know, like you've only been a team together for a, a short period of time, right? How, like, how did you? How did you? You know, how did you sort of build out kind of and or split responsibilities? Kind of develop your own. I don't know if you've got kind of a mind, something in mind for how, like, the kind of culture you want to have. Um, tell us a little bit about how that has evolved and kind of where you're at from that standpoint. Um, so when I first joined on, uh, like Candace mentioned, she was just like a new hire with like this massive tool. And I don't think we had had a built out marketing ops department before then. Um, so uh, her previous manager who had left was like a team of one and kind of her title was marketing operations, but she really was just marketing. Um, it seemed like she did a lot. Um, so a part of it was like training the team about what is marketing operations, like what is our new function um, within the team. And then as everyone else grew their their marketing teams, because I said, we were, like I said, we were a marketing, a global company. So our marketing teams are divided between regions and languages. Um, so we kind of went in and said, you know, this is what we do. This is our function. Um, one of the, I guess the hard parts about it was having to lock down a lot of the tools. Like when I joined, like everyone had admin access to everything and that's a recipe for disaster. Uh, so we, oh, had no. pull, no, like... we had to pull back the admin, um, <laughs> and then figure out like who, who really needs it. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and then Normally they would message they us like, I need this. And then we'd be like, okay. And then slowly yeah. open it back up to certain people. It, I feel like that worked out best. Mm-hmm. And that, that happens a lot. I feel like a lot of the people I talk to are like, the first thing you do is like lock down the tools. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's easier to give everyone admin access and that we don't have a bunch of requests coming in. Right. But it's, like I said, it's a recipe for disaster pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if Candace, you want to add to this, but um, we yeah. kind of broke out our roles a little bit and defined what each of us is doing and and something that I love, like being under Tracy's wing, is that she's like I'm going to brag on you right in front of you, which is probably <laughs> awkward. Um, yeah, um, she loves to listen about like what do you like to do and what do you want to do and where do you see yourself going and and something that we did was we had like a mirror board session where we built a mirror board and basically listed out every single responsibility that a marketing operations does. And then we kind of just went back and forth and we were like, well, I like this and I like this. And 
And I want to move in this direction. This is where I see myself going in my career in five years. So I'm going to start building those skills. And so that really helped define what our marketing operations team was. And it, it even more so helped showed that we needed to, you know, eventually grow and be a larger team in the future. And so something that Tracy and I did from the, from the get-go is I was like, I really love campaigns, like everything around campaigns. I like to talk with the campaign manager, listen to their ideas, be the gatekeeper and say, yes, that's possible. We can build that out, be the one to help build it out and um, just kind of see it all the way through. And then Tracy went more, if you want to talk more on that too, but more on like the, the sales side in addition to the marketing operations side. Yeah. The, the lead scoring and routing is the part that I'm really interested in and like, uh, like data enrichment and moving everything to uh, sales and making sure that we're connected with them well. So um, there's, we all can do everything. And I think it's important that we're all able to do everything, but we try to stick to our uh, skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, and Candace was on her honeymoon last week when, uh, when we told her we were going to do this podcast. So sorry again for, <laughs> for the fire while you were gone. She just like sends me this sweaty face emoji, like, okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, was like, I have a bad um, habit of checking my email like when I'm off. I think it's just a habit at this point. I like, like find myself going to it often. And so I'm just like on the beach doing power stances because I'm like a podcast. Like, I'm going to get through this. But um, like I said, it, I don't know. I feel like it gave us a chance to reflect on everything that we've done. It's It was my one-year mark in February. Um, so it's been such a journey and a growing journey of that that um, – seems like a great thing to do at this point just to kind of talk through some things so yes but yeah so she was on her honeymoon and I had to do everything solo so I was like it got me like a real good sense of like wow like we're really we're really split up now I don't even know what she does on a day-to-day basis some days um Mm -hmm. but it was nice to be in the weeds of what she was doing but uh yeah so like like Candace mentioned like the, the goal is to grow at some point and um the mirror board's been really helpful in like visualizing what we're doing and what and where we need to grow Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the um, subject matter experts on uh, the centralized marketing ops team. And it's also how I structure my team. And I think I wrote a blog post about this for the MoPros blog, actually. But I think it's it's great because it allows, I find that it's, you know, over the years leading different marketing ops teams, it allows you to give a level of service and support to your internal business partners that you wouldn't have if everybody was just a generalist, right? There's just things that Mm -hmm. just change all the time and so much that, you know, you can't always constantly be on top of all of the changes that are happening with landing pages, with emails, with deliverability, with like cookie tracking, with consent, with, you know, um, data ops and everything that goes with it. And I found that having people on the team where that's their main focus while on top of, you know, being able to run their own campaigns, but we can flex and lean on each other for, Mm -hmm. you know, the areas where we're, that we specialize in, that's been, I found to be really beneficial. So definitely. Naomi, so have you done that kind of an exercise like they did where you actually included the team and sort of going, okay, here are the things we need to cover, you know, and kind of see who, if there was people were gravitating towards some areas versus others as being the SME? 
Um, not, not so much like that. It's actually happened the other way around because, um, you know, like I would look for a specific skill set and then hire for it. Right. So we have a web developer on the team, an email developer slash design creative branding person, um, someone who is really good on documentation, which is, you know, we just constantly need documentation and a data ops person. So, um, it's not so much that the team was already here and then we're just trying to delegate things that they were interested in. It's like, we're actually hiring for those specific um, areas of expertise. Yeah. I've, I've done something similar to where I've had, you know, a primary and a secondary for key functions. So with the, you know, the, for mine, the, the additional goal was not only to know who was the key person for those things, but also to go, okay, so that person can take a vacation. Right? Yeah. We know that that's who's going to back them up when they're, when they're out. And then, you know, sometimes that was me. Sometimes it was somebody else on the team and it just, we sort of had that mapped out ahead of time. I, I would I love, love I, I, may I may follow up with you to Tracy and Candace about how I use the mirror board. Cause I actually have an exercise I want to do with my team here in the near future. And I, it, it's going to have to be virtual. So um, I don't know enough about Miro anyway. So we live in totally it. other side. <laughs> I love it so much. It's, it's, all right. You can make it all beautiful too. So definitely. Right. You can, you can give me a, a crash course in that then. How about that? <laughs> Deal. All right. <laughs> All right, so, All right, so I think, I think you two alluded to this a little bit. bit. I mean, I mean you, you both have come in from sort of slightly, slightly different backgrounds, backgrounds right? and, and all that and from different perspectives. So um, just curious, like, what do you think you've – have you learned from each other in this process, right? So not just one – you know, not just, say, Candace learning from Tracy, which I think most people would expect would be the normal way of it happening. But – and I'm tying this back to – I think Naomi and I have both talked about this a little bit where we've been mentors and we actually get – a lot of value back from the people we are mentoring because we can get like we are learning as that part of that. So I uh, just curious, I don't know who wants to go first, Tracy or Candace, you, you'll pick. Um, yeah, I can go first. I, I have a specific story that just happened recently and we also reflected on that. We reflect a lot about Tra- our feelings. Tra- yeah. Tracy, Tracy was <laughs> la- laughing when she heard that. So yeah. you know, for the <laughs> listeners. So what, Whenever I came back, Tracy had laid out everything that happened whenever I was gone on my vacation, which like goes to your point, like having that trust in like your, your teammate to, you know, have everything under control. I was actually able to like relax on vacation. Who would have thought? And so, um, I came back and I had just tasks in my Asana board, um, which is what we use for project management. And one of them was related to ads. And so, I went in there, I had enough information in there to know exactly what I needed to do and get it done. And so um, going through that process, I wasn't too familiar with like connecting ads and bringing in leads from specific places that already wasn't set up. So just having to run through that, um, I ended up on accident discovering a different way to attach leads to a specific workflow. Um and what was interesting is that everything worked. I tested it a few times. It all worked properly. Every, every lead was going the way that they needed to. And then about an hour later, I found um, one of Tracy's slight documents running through like the lead ad process. And I was like, oh, well, if I would have found this first, like I would have had everything I needed to do here instead of just learning it on my own. So that was like kind of my bad. But then going through the loom that she created, it was a completely different setup than what I had discovered on my end whenever I was just going through and figuring it out on my own. And so it wasn't 
it was kind of interesting because I, whenever I approached Tracy, I was like, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. I broke it, but I tested it multiple times. So it's working. So I don't really understand. So whenever I approached Tracy and I was like, Hey, like, look at this. Like, do you think this is right? It's working. It appears to be working, but I did it this way instead of how you created this and linked it to a workflow. And we just kind of like compared notes. And at that point discovered kind of like using different formulas to come up with the the end math equation or the end result of a math question. And so we compare notes and then from there, we're able to say, okay, well, I think this way is more efficient because of X, Y, and Z. And, and that's just kind of how we like bounce ideas off of each other and learn. And it was Can- almost like a, I'll add oh, sorry, Candace's way was more efficient. I had like <laughs> overcomplicated it like to high heaven. Happens happens to me all the time, Tracy. I get She's it. like, wait, there's like this really easy way to do it. And I'm like, of course. I'm I'm the idiot who overcomplicated it. So there's like countless moments where like you know we we find ways to do things and mm-hmm. we find one, we compare notes and we see that it's like one of us has done it way better than the other. And, <laughs> and it's, it's definitely it's worked both ways. Like yeah. I overcomplicate things all the time, and Tracy's like, hold up, like let's like, just let's go, go back, back to part one, one and then and this is how you connect it easier and it's more efficient this way. And I'm like, oh, like, like who would have thought? So, um, but it goes both ways, ideas. right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just so interesting. Like our, our minds work very, in very similar ways, you know, like, I think it, everybody in marketing ops brain works a very similar way. It's like very data driven and it's, you know, and so it's interesting that we come up with different ways to solve the same problem. Um, which is pretty cool. Just think about just the ongoing learning. Yeah. <laughs> we get yep. from each other. It's really helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, we, I mean, we're constantly learning from each other. Um, and I don't think that there's any one way to do anything. So, um, you know, having, having each other's backs and having no ego and being willing to say like, wait a minute, I did this totally wrong. And you come up with a much better solution is really just how we, how we operate every day. Hey everyone, it's Mike Rizzo here, and I'm interrupting your episode to bring you a brief message about, you might have guessed it, Mopsapalooza 2024, our second annual conference held in the vibrant city of Anaheim, California. We're hosting this hybrid event from the 5th of November through the 8th, and we would love for you to join us in person in Anaheim, but if you can't, please join us via live stream, courtesy of our sponsor, Excelibets. We're excited to offer an opportunity for professionals just like you to connect learn and grow among the best in the industry. Our event promises to be a highlight of the year offering invaluable professional development experiences, live workshops, and of course, networking with your peers. Don't miss out on this incredible gathering right next to Disneyland in Southern California. Tickets are going fast. We will cap registration at 700 attendees. Secure your pass by visiting marketingops.com today. And we're looking forward to welcoming you to what is guaranteed to be an unforgettable event. It might just be the best event you've ever attended. But don't take my word for it. You can ask the community at any time. We'll see you there. So um, you've mentioned a couple of times that you support a pretty large marketing team. Just I just out of curiosity, like how big is large? Gosh, how, we hired we hired so many people recently. <laughs> how big is it now? Like Appro- approximately, approximately like fifteen to eighteen marketers now. Okay. Yeah, including contractors <laughs> all over the globe too. So got it. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, like, what do you what think? Because um, it sounds like you've 
like between the two of you, you've kind of put a lot of structure in place. You've identified maybe where there's some gaps on the team where you're going to need some help and all that. Like, what is your biggest challenge right now that like you, if we could solve this, it would like make the rest of the day a lot easier, less, you know, a normal week easier. Yeah, that's a good, I can start with this one. Um, I think like the biggest challenge that, I mean, there's so many, I feel there's like a long list of challenges that we're overcoming, um, but things um, are but things evolving, are so, evolving quickly. so quickly and, and ideas, are, ideas are, are, happening are happening everywhere. everywhere. And, and um, I think um, trying to keep up with that quickly evolving system and things constantly changing or even things needing updating, um, that's probably the most challenging thing um, for me. And then at the same time, not messing anything up (laughs) and causing this big wreck or fire. Um, And not everything is all the same. So you think that, oh, I've done this campaign before, like a type of it, a version of this, but nothing is ever the same. So just keeping up with that constant, like evolving marketing that we have, um, all new tasks and everything. That's probably one of the most challenging things for me. I'd also add, like, we're a really data-rich company, um, so there's so much, I mean, we have, like, a seven or eight person. Actually, maybe it's smaller than that. How big is our data team? Six? Yeah. It's, a pretty, it's a pretty big data team. <laughs> yeah. um, but they have so many different, like, experiments going on, and they're collecting so much information, and um, we have a pretty complex, like, interconnected marketing stack. Like, one of the first things that anybody who starts the company says is, like, wow, like, you have a lot of tools. And we do have a lot of tools, um, but with that comes so much complexity and figuring out like, like what goes where and who knows what. And it's, um, that's been like the labyrinth of the first like year of me being here is just learning like what information is even available um, and how, how can we utilize it better? Definitely. And kind of piggybacking off of that data is just, like you said, we have a lot. And what's interesting is that like, as an example, we have, um, ad information information coming in from paid social, paid ads, ads, um, all different different types, right? right? But But how HubSpot HubSpot breaks it up up is different different from one another. another. So So if you look at the original original source drill down down one, that's different than the original source drill down one of paid social versus this type of paid ad. So it's just a lot to take in and it's a lot of digging that you have to do over and over again. And then you forget because it's like a language. If you don't use it, you lose it. So you have to go back in and do digging again to refresh your memory of where specific data is going and how it's split up within the HubSpot. Yeah, Candice, this is this massive project where, because we have ads in many countries and languages and many different sources, and we had to basically take the way that HubSpot in, like pulled in the data, which was useless, and then like repurpose it into a hundred different properties. It was mm-hmm. like it took weeks. It was huge. So um, good learning experience. Yeah. All right. So, right, so speaking of learning, learning, right? It sounds like y'all are, are busy. You've got probably more to do than you. Uh, yeah, we've talked a little bit about learning. Naomi mentioned, um, I guess now LinkedIn learning, right? Formerly Linda. But um, what are you? Yeah, are you being proactive about like learning as part of the part of your regular kind of week or month? Or are you like how are you doing? What are, what resources are you going to besides the MoPros, of course? Spend a lot of time in the MoPros. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do a lot. I mean, like I mentioned, Kate, Candace and I are doing some data camp courses to help us stay on top of that. 
Um, we do have like a slight doc that we just kind of dump in like interesting PDFs and downloadables and links to podcasts like this one, um, where <laughs> we can just share information that we've learned. Um, I don't know, Candace, do you have anything else that you would say that we do? I think the one that I've been recently, and it's it's shameless plug to you guys again, is the Moops podcast. Um, I listened to one, I think it was Justin Norris, I believe, but he um, talked about how, oh man, he was talking about how like he had assured his client that everything was perfect, everything was great, and there was this one setting where it overrode like Salesforce data, and then it all just got messed up and everything like that. But yeah, just podcasts and um the way that I love learning is I like to be active and outside but that's hard to do so I just listen to podcasts while I'm like walking or running um and from every podcast that I listen to and I don't know I'm sure Tracy can relate to this but I think of a process that we currently have that we can improve or it kind of validates what we're doing currently um so that's kind of how I I learn podcasts yeah. And last quarter we started doing, um, like a sprint style of work. So every week we'll like go through and prioritize. And then there's also a retro component component at the end of the week. So we that usually turns into a session of us just talking about <laughs> everything that went wrong, <laughs> uh, yeah. but also things that went right. Uh, so it, yeah. it's, it's a good cathartic session, but also really useful in, um, analyzing mm-hmm. how we can improve in, in gaps in our knowledge. Um, yeah. so that's been really helpful. Yeah, definitely. And something, something that, that, like bragging, bragging on, on Agorables, Agorables is that they, they are, are so open to providing extra learning courses. Um, whenever, whenever Tracy, Tracy approached, approached her manager, her manager um, about, about DataCamp, data it, it was approved within, within what, like a week or so? And then I was shortly added on after that. So um, like our company, our company helps, helps us learn, which yeah. is valuable. Great. Yeah. Naomi, it looked like you were about to ask something. <laughs> yeah, no, I just was saying that, yeah, no, it's always good to, you know, be constantly learning, right? I think marketing ops is one of those roles that I feel anyways, that you're kind of sometimes learning as you're going, you know, and you're just trying to figure it out and asking, hey, does it, has anybody else ever come across this like really random obscure use case? And, <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> I've had a few of those this past week, so um, yeah, it's just, it's, and the more that you can get different perspectives, either through formalized training or just learning through communities, like, you know, the MoPros it's, I think it's just all the better. Right. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think that, that like real time learning, learning when you're trying to solve a problem, like, I think the only benefit, like, as I'm not in as much of the detail of the systems these days as I have been in the past, but when I have to, at least I have. Um, call them rubrics, I guess, right? Uh, from ways I've kind of figured out and solved problems in the past that still, like, I think apply generally. And sometimes that helps if I'm, and I, I try really hard to, especially if it's something where somebody on the team was supposed to be, was trying to solve a problem, they've run into a roadblock, they pull me in, like, we're going to do it together. So that hopefully there's a little bit of learning that happens there for them. And in fact, it happened earlier this week where, again, like, that same thing happened. And I actually learned something. Not so much about the tool or pro, you know, the way it worked, but more about how our business works because I'm still new to the company. And so um, I think, again, kind of going back to that, like being able to learn from each other, that's been real for me too. Okay, so um, you know, the, you know, I guess 
let's go kind of t- just sort of a general question. And Tracy, I'll throw it to you first. Like, is there anything that you think you know, you've learned from this this experience where you're at Agora Pulse and where you've kind of had to starting to build a team and all that that you think would be valuable to share with our listeners that we haven't already touched on? Um, just like in general, like and something that's been interesting on our along our journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think like this happens maybe a couple weeks ago. Like I had completely messed some sort of it, it was like a major moves moment um and i was like falling on the sword of like i was like oh, i did i ruined everything like <laughs> and candace is just like hey like it's not you it's we so this is this is us you're not you don't fail alone um so you know as much as you can say like marketing ops should be like a zero ego zone it's it's also like you know we fail together and we win together um and if you win you wouldn't point the finger at anyone on your team. So don't, don't point the finger at yourself when you screw things up. <laughs> um, so I guess that's a big thing. I don't know. Candace, you have anything else? Um, no, just to kind of add on that. Um, everything that we do, like documentation wise, we, if it, even if it's one person that says like that, who has completed that, we always say we, so we're like one entity. It's like, we created this, workflow and we did this and I think that goes along with that like we're a team and like Tracy said if one one takes the fall we kind of take the fall together so um same for building it back up I've messed up so I mess up so many things like some that nobody even knew about besides Tracy and she was able to you know kind of help me clean up my mistake and um was always, always like there, there whenever I needed her and helped me like when I was panicking and like um, not knowing what to do next, she was able to like come in and, and help with that. So um, I guess just like with building a strong team, whenever you're interviewing, it's so important to have great rapport with who is going to join your team. And I think that whenever we're ready to move to the next step in hiring somebody during our interview, that's something that we'll definitely focus on is communication with that person. If we're able to communicate easily with them. And also if we just get along, like, I think like with Tracy and I through our, you know, weekly meetings, we are together nonstop. And if we're able to communicate, then we're able to succeed and move forward from there. So I think that's so important is just um, like the bond that you develop with your team. And then also your ability to get along because you'll go through a lot together absolutely love it when you are ready to hire somebody i have a feeling anybody who listens to this is going to be raising their hand so like this sounds like a great environment um okay okay so let's go i'm going to go to our kind of our semi-regular question that we ask everybody here candace maybe you go first just because i think you i want to get your perspective as relative relatively new to the to the world but but yeah, because one of the things that the MoPros is trying to do is try to provide a platform not only to share and help each other out, but also, you know, like provide resources so people like if and when there might be a a certification for a marketing ops professional, you know, um, what would need to be included in that, right? If you could name one or two things, like you know, off the top of your head, what would those two things like? You have to have this. So Candice, you first, then Tracy. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> um, All good. Well, I guess that wouldn't be any. Um, hmm. 
There's not a right answer here, by the way. I think a background in data has helped me. Not a, I haven't had too much of a background, but even doing data camp has helped me so much. Like understanding as a whole the CRM that we're working with and how information comes in, how it goes out. I think if I had a better understanding of that as a whole and, and seeing it from more of an eagle eye than diving in into every little piece and then kind of building from there, I probably would have been a lot more successful, a lot faster than I was um, instead of breaking things and having to rebuild it and fix it and everything like that. So I think like if there's a way to have a certification about CRMs in general, just a very broad knowledge of that and how that works and API calls and everything that surrounds it. I think that would be extremely helpful. And it's something that I would probably do even as a current MOPS professional, I would go back and just refresh myself on, on something like that. I'm going to go the other direction. I'm going to say that's great, but also I'd want like a scrappiness quotient, right? Like, <laughs> like how Ooh, I like, like it. how like cr- like tricky are you like when I first started Candice was um I asked her like do we, do we have a repository of like everyone's email signatures like an html and she was like she's like oh yeah let me pull that for you she like screenshots like let me show you how to do this she's like inspector and like went through the html and like from an email right so you go, go in inspector mode on someone's email and like pull the code I was like dang that's scrappy as heck like <laughs> we don't we don't have it saved anywhere but she's like you know, so that's when I knew I was like, Candace knows what's up. So um, if you have someone in your team who can like kind of pull together something that isn't super like beautiful, but it works, like that's marketing ops to me. Like make make it work. That was like, that was my, like flex my flex moment. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, look how cool I am. And then she was like, oh, I have also have a background in web development html and css i was like oh okay cool <laughs> but it, was, it was cool though because I, I got to know that candace like you know, it, it's a respect points right yeah yeah that's yeah, a good, that's point. A good I point. point i think yeah, yeah. You, have you have to be scrappy, be scrappy. you have to you like have to, just like, figure it out as you go, go and have that have skill, skill built up i'm not exactly sure how that would be a course but it should be oh yeah it'd be a terrible course it'd be like little show this terrible situation like how would you fix this <laughs> sorry the number of times i've had to say i have I, I don't know i've never done that but let me figure it out is yes. like just astonishing right and that's yeah. why i always circle back to just the the whole like kind of learning as you are going because there's no manual for this and every company's like set up slightly differently right it you yeah, know if it yes. was so easy and so straightforward as like accounting or finance <laughs> where there's tax laws right yes that you can just reference you know but it's not like that it's super wild west that was like definitely something that i struggled with in the beginning at i guess in my career in general but also at the beginning of core polls is like i thought i had to know the answer right away for everything and then i think it was you tracy you were like sometimes you just have to say i'll figure it out and come back to you and after that it was like mind blown and then i just use that in everything ever <laughs> I'll oh yeah once, it out. i'll come back well, to you once you figure it out it's a uh, super useful mm-hmm. well and i think you all had the story already where you both sort of solve the same problem in different ways so there's not always a right answer or in an, you know the answer there's more than one way to do almost all these things and usually comes with a set of trade-offs right one might be easier to implement but it's harder to maintain and vice versa right? so all that kind of stuff definitely so 
I think that's. I, think I, I, I like. I'm I like, trying to figure trying out how to figure we can come up with a scrappiness quotient now. Okay. <laughs> I think that's. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe we need. Yeah. We need to get. We need to go throw this to the Slack community and ask them to help mm. us come up with like. How? What would you put into the formula for a scrappy quotient? It's like a lead score, right? Yeah, that's like the IQ test hurt? they did on Octopus before, where like they throw like some sort of challenge in the room, and they're like, "How smart is an octopus? Can they figure it out?" Yeah. That's, that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> Does it ever pain you guys to say, I'm sorry, but we can't do that? I had to do that today. And for some reason, I have a big hang up about it. It pains me a lot where yeah. I've spent weeks trying to figure something out, looking on you know, the forums, opening tickets with support, asking internal teams, going mm-hmm. to the communities. And I just have to go back to person like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And that haunt, that stuff haunts me. It like stays mm-hmm. with me. And I'm like, I, it, it bothers me so much to say that. Cause I'm like, I should be able to manipulate the tech to do what I, I want, but I can't. So that is yes. you, you want to feel like a superhero with all the answers and you, you <laughs> uh-huh. aren't. It's like, I failed. <laughs> that only happens on days that end in Y. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. <laughs> right. Anyway. anyway, wow. So wow. this has been so this really, has really, been fun. really, really I've, fun. This I've, is like I've, I've kind of blown away at like how you two work together. This is great. I'm so glad we did this. So, so first off, thank you, Tracy and Candice, for joining us. If if folks who are listening want to either kind of learn from you like we just did, or connect with you, or whatever, what's the best way for them to do it? Tracy, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, we're I'm on LinkedIn, so I'm always on there, just commenting on things. All right. You can find me there. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. LinkedIn. 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 All right. And you're, are you both in the MoPros community? Yeah, sure are. All I, right. So there's that too. In, yeah, I am in Slack. So that would be good too. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. Thank you, Naomi, for being a part of this. Um, it's always fun. We don't, you know, doing this without Mike. Um, we get, we get kind of mix, mix things up a little bit. And uh, thanks and, uh, to all our, thanks listeners, all our listeners for, uh, for uh, joining, uh, joining us, us, you know, letting us kind of invade your space. And uh, thanks for your feedback and support. As always, send us your suggestions and feedback. Uh, if you are know of somebody who would be a good guest or if you want to be a guest, just reach out and let us know. I mean, we're happy to talk about it. Until next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you.